If you're a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for women who are ready to write the book that will take their business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. I'm Nika Maples, and this is episode 120, Create a Bible Reading Habit. We're coming to the end of a very special series. Over the last few weeks, you may have been listening along as I've resurrected some old lessons that I recorded in 2014. When I found these videos, I was amazed at my determination, but somehow the fire and passion I had to create these went out quickly. I only created eight. And that was because I didn't feel that anyone was watching I didn't think that what I was creating was having a massive impact. Are there times when you feel that way? When you are making a project that you think many, many people will be happy to receive and you launch it to crickets? (laughs) If that's you, I know exactly how it feels. And maybe you've taken projects that didn't have a lot of viewers or listeners or readers, and you've set them aside, put them in the background, tried to forget that you ever had a desire to make it. But I want to encourage you, it's not over. It may be time to bring those things forward and repurpose them, polish them, use them in a different way, put them into today's context and see if it is now the right time. And maybe when you were creating it in the past, you thought you were creating it for the right time then, but what you were really doing was getting a few steps ahead. You were producing something that was going to be necessary much later. And maybe now's the right time to bring it back out dust it off, and see how you can put it to use. These recordings are my baby effort to be a coach, speaker, and influencer. I was trying to create a thriving writing career, and now I have one. And I'm repurposing these videos that they would have an impact today as you see where I was compared to where I am today. In this lesson today, I'm sharing how I was working on developing a Bible reading habit using very specific steps like setting timers and using a word for word method of writing down a verse every day and then paraphrasing it and then applying it. Well, guess what? I do the exact same thing today. This is my favorite way to have a Bible reading habit. Instead of just reading it and sometimes we zone out and we don't remember what we've read. When you do the three steps that I tell you in this lesson, you're going to be amazed at how you remember details that otherwise you would have overlooked. One other thing that I say in this lesson, I mentioned this Bible that I went and got at a used bookstore. Things were so difficult for me financially at the time that I could not afford more than $5 for a one-year Bible. When I held up the Bible in this video, I saw that is when my Bible was brand new. In 2014, I had all kinds of Bibles, but not a one-year Bible. So I went to Half Price Books and I found one for $5. And would you believe that 
I'm still using that exact one in 2022, but it is filled with all kinds of pen colors as I've gone through the same Bible again and again. And I want you to know how much it has blessed my life. You don't need anything fancy. If you want a one-year Bible, you can grab one from the local used bookstore for $5 and begin a habit that will bless you for years to come. If you feel like you would like a little extra help in figuring out how to conduct your daily quiet time, I understand. There was a time during my life when I didn't even feel confident with spending time alone with the Lord. I didn't know what to do. I would ask everyone I knew, how how do you spend time alone with God? How do you commune with Him or have your quiet time or your daily Bible reading? I didn't even know what to call it. Today, I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. Not because it's the right way, not because it's any way that you need to copy But if there's any part of this that you think that resonates with me, I think maybe I'll incorporate that in a little way. Or if you want to tweak it to fit your your desires, that's fine too. Or if you want to ignore it completely, (laughs) that's fine. But I'm going to spend the next two weeks talking more about how I study the Bible and less on exactly what we are reading for this week. But I begin in the morning because I feel that that helps me most throughout the day is to have already connected with God in the morning. And I find that the things that I just read come back up during the day in so many ways. And and I'm enriched when I have spent that time in the morning rather than in the evening. If I spend time in the evening, I fall asleep. That's That's just the way it is. There are three things that helped me stay in communion and in connection with God. These are things that I use you may not want to. The first is I set a timer. I set the timer on my watch for one hour. If I don't have an hour, I'll set it for 25 minutes, whatever. But during that period of time, until the timer sounds, I have all of my attention on God and what he's saying to me, what I'm learning about him. Nothing can intrude during that time that I've set aside by using a timer. So today, I had a lot of things running through my mind during my quiet time, and I I had lists and things I kept, I I could not even concentrate on what I was doing because all these lists kept coming to my head, things that I wanted to remember. And I finally, I said, I don't even have any paper sitting here. I'm not even gonna get up because I don't wanna get distracted if I go looking for some paper. So I just used my pen and wrote it on my hand. If that's what you have to do to clear your mind, maybe you just need to take those thoughts, jot it down on a, on a post-it note or even on your arm as, as a way to set your mind free of, hey, I'll think of these things after the timer goes off. But right now, I'm setting aside this time to be time that's, that God can speak to me and I'm not going to be distracted. Number two, I stay engaged with the reading. I'll show you what I mean by staying engaged with the reading. I write in my Bible a lot. I don't make brilliant observations in my Bible. I write regular crazy questions in my Bible because that's a way for me to stay engaged with the text. A lot of people don't like to write in their Bible. That's what I've I've heard from some people. If you want to have a nice pristine Bible that you keep 
on display or that you take to church with you or something. If you have a special Bible, that's great. But I got this at a used bookstore because I knew that I was going to mark it all up. So get yourself a paperback Bible that you can truly just dig in and get your fingernails dirty as you as you engage with the text and that you're willing to write in and highlight in. So here are a few of the amazing types of things that I write in my Bible. Here I wrote, I think the Melchizedek scene is weird. I want to know more. And then here, when I read that Abraham had, he saw a terrifying vision of darkness and horror. After the side, I wrote, what was it? Because those questions should be swimming around in our minds. When we read somebody had a terrifying vision of darkness and horror, we should be wondering what it was. But there are a lot of times we skim over things like that, and we are not engaged enough to even ask those questions in our hearts. So if you get your pen ready and you continually write those right in the margins of your Bible, you'll stay engaged. It makes a difference with how you read. Then here comes the important part of my quiet time in the morning. The third one is, I see what God has to say. When I'm reading the daily reading assignment in the one-year Bible, which really would only take, I think if I just read it straight through, it takes about 20 minutes. But I want to do something with what I've read. I want to see what God has to say. So the whole time I'm reading, I'm on a hunt. I'm looking for something. I'm not just reading for story. I'm just not, I'm not just trying to find out what happens next to characters. I'm finding out what God has to say to me. So what I say as I engage with this Bible, I say, Hey, God, I'm about to open your word. Please open my heart to understand it. This book is different from any other book, and I know that I won't be able to understand it without God's supernatural help. So I ask him, help me understand it. And this is what I do. I look for one verse that I can pull out and interact with in my journal. The name of this kind of study is the Discovery Bible Study, and many of you have already heard of it. But I found that that is the best way to have an open-ended conversation with God in the mornings in my quiet time. I'm looking for one verse that he wants to speak to me and then I'm going to paraphrase it in my own words and apply it to my life. So I'll highlight several verses or underline them or star them as I'm reading through the, the reading. Then I go back through, I pick the one I, I feel led to focus on. And I will write it word for word in my journal. Then I paraphrase that verse in my own words. Then I apply it to my life. Maybe I apply it in a general way or maybe I apply it specifically in my life. And here's one from June 25th of this year, just the other day. Proverbs 18, 9. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. Now that's pretty harsh. <laughs> so the paraphrase, doing nothing does damage. And then the application. I thought of two ways that this applies to me. My house, I have seen the decay, the breakdown from my ne negligence. Doing nothing damages my possessions. And number two, my relationships. 
I've seen the distance, the separation that comes from my negligence. Doing nothing damages my loved ones. Do something. You see how when I study in the morning, I'm so thankful for it. Later in the day, when it's when I'm armed and prepared for, for everything I need for the day. So anyway, next week, I'm going to be talking about the prayer aspect of my, my quiet time in the morning. And because you may wonder how, how I even pray or everybody prays in different ways. And I'll show you what helps me. But this is my standard practice during the week whenever I can. When you have something that's this rewarding and this helpful, skipping a day really does feel like um, losing out on a treasure that could have been yours. So if you're behind on your Bible reading, don't miss out anymore. Did you know that if you're not regularly speaking life, truth, and blessing over yourself and your writing career, you might be missing out on heaven's best for you. God says that the power of life and death is in the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's Proverbs 18, 21. And I believe that means that we need to be active in speaking out what we want to see happen in our lives. I've created a helpful tool that will meet you right where you are so you can quickly and easily adopt a habit of proclaiming blessing in your life. I call it Truth Texts for Writers. And when you enroll, I will send you a weekly biblically-based blessing, a statement to read out loud. It's like having me with you in your pocket to proclaim truth and life every now and then and remind you of who you are in Christ. You can even rename my phone number in your context to be an encouraging sentence that you'll enjoy seeing from time to time. My own says you are unstoppable. When you're ready to begin, go to nikamaples.com forward slash truth text and start bringing heaven to earth in your writing life.